Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Everybody, I gotta stop there. I, I, there may be legal ramifications if I keep going. You hear it at every basketball game. Hello! From the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. This is the beginning of Season 3, and it starts with an exhibition edition, Duquesne. Duquesne. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV, Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the antiquated email address. This game didn't count. You know this, I know this. But we also know this. It's better to win a game that doesn't count than lose a game that doesn't count. And West Virginia did that, beating Duquesne 79-70 tonight. West Virginia shot 47% uh, from the field. Not great from behind the three-point line, and they shot 50% from the free throw line. Okay, so 47% against defense. (laughs) And 50% without defense. Again, it doesn't count. I'm not going to get hung up on it. The game started with West Virginia going up 10, and then the rest of the game had just fluctuated between like Duquesne cut it to like five or six. West Virginia would take it out to 12 or 13, 14 points. And it just shifted right around there and ended at nine. The first half of this exhibition game, I saw every possibility. Good and bad for the 2019-2020 season for WVU. I saw good passing, good assists, which was not prevalent last year. I also saw terrible defense in spots, uncontested layups, wide open threes. Key trademarks of what we saw last year. I saw impressive rebounding especially from one of our new guys. I also saw goofy turnovers, and we remember the goofy turnovers. You remember those, right? Last season, so many goofy turnovers. Had a few this game. Second half was more consistent, and here's why. First half, everybody that was available, minus Spencer Mackey, played in the first half. Second half, a number of the guys played, but... Five guys played right around the eight-minute mark in the second half and finishing out the game. (laughs) 
Huggins is already doing the mental games of like, all right, I'm sticking with these guys. Hey, you guys on the bench, um, I'm not pleased with you. We don't have time for me to ship you to the cushy doghouse. Sit on the bench and watch these five guys play for the last eight minutes. And the la- and the five guys at the end of the game were not the five guys that started the game. Starting five tonight, McCabe, Harler, Matthews, Culver, and Oscar. The five guys for the last eight minutes, a little bit of overlap, Matthews and Oscar. So Matthews played the four for the last eight minutes. And then the guards were Brandon Knapper, Deuce McBride, and Sean McNeil. And Huggins just ran with those guys. And in the postgame, Huggins said that, oh, some of the older guys let us down. And he said it in the nicest way possible. I I don't know. But let's go through the list of guys. Culver, eight rebounds, 22 minutes. But Huggins had some coded and not coded things picking on Derek Culver's night in the postgame. Emmett Matthews. He looks confident offensively. 11 points, 5 rebounds. He had one speed dunk. It's one of the fastest dunks I've ever seen. And he led the team in minutes. Jordan McCabe, only one turnover. Not going to talk about the other stuff because with the guards, and really everybody, but especially the guards, how many turnovers are you having? McCabe, only one. Harler, not a great night. He had three turnovers. Napper, one of those five guys that closed the game. 22 minutes, one turnover. So that's peak Brandon Napper. I love that. Logan Route, bad night. And Jermaine Haley was held out due to a back issue. That's why he didn't start. Huggins didn't make much of the injury post game. Sounds like Haley will be available for, barring anything weird, uh, he'll be available for the Akron game. The more the more exciting part of this game is how the new guys showed up. Oscar. You know, kind of bumbling around in that golden blue debut. He's a sandbagger, all right? Because playing against a different team, Oscar Schwebe, 17 points, 14 rebounds. Most of those points coming from rebounds and putting it back like soaring above other gentlemen and putting the ball in with ease. And he's only been playing organized basketball. It's like of that spectrum of guys who've just picked up basketball on, on one side of the spectrum is uh, our friend Andrew Gordon from last year. And then on the other side is Oscar. Okay. Because Oscar looked very fluid, very easy, like it, like he belongs. It's Duquesne, all right? But still, biggest impact. Loved what I've seen from Oscar in a game that didn't count. Deuce McBride. I'm, Deuce is a great nickname. I want to nickname the nickname. Steady Eddie. Deuce, no turnovers. Three assists. Solid defensively. Like what I saw out of Deuce, very quiet. Taz Sherman, not as quiet. Eight points, four rebounds, no turnovers. One possession, Taz Sherman dribbled for probably 20 seconds, 
which Huggins probably didn't really like. But you know what it ended with? It ended with Sherman doing like a fadeaway mid-range shot. Nothing but net. The guy can score points. And he was guarding point and actually got a turnover and a layup. I love what I've seen from Taz Sherman. Sean McNeil, Toyota Robot. The best compliment I can give Sean McNeil is when he's in the game and he's one of those guys that finish the game, uh, his teammates want to get him the ball when he's behind the three-point line. And not everybody gets that. You don't, not everybody gets like, hey, I want to pass it to you so you can shoot it from long range. The guys want to give Sean McNeil a chance to shoot a three because they think he's going to make it. And that's an awesome compliment. He had some decent stats in this game. Jalen Bridges, the red shirt, he, he showed up in the first half in limited minutes, scored some points, and Gabe hasn't been cleared by the NCAA yet. When will that happen? <laughs> you know, it's the NCAA. Who knows? But classic Bob Huggins after the game didn't like much of what he saw. He said they didn't rebound. They say he said they didn't pass the ball, which is true in that kind of all over the place first half. And we saw this some in the second half. Um, our bigger guys are wanted the ball close to the basket and our guys in the in the key at the top of the key have a hard time getting them the ball. Deuce made some good entry passes. Culver did pretty good from the high post, but there were still struggles there. Okay. And again, that whole I'm gonna stop, <laughs> I'm gonna stop substituting. <laughs> in the exhibition, in the exhibition game where everybody can play, I can spread out the minutes. And if you look. At the box score, it looks like Huggins spread out the minutes, but 100% he was not spreading minutes at the end of this game. <laughs> he went with five guys for eight minutes straight in an exhibition game. And that's cool. I'm not against it. All right. More coming up in Random Thoughts. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dire Prime Creative Group. You know, dude, they're so creative. Like, you know how your brain works where there's things in your head that you see? Dire Prime, like if you describe it to Dire Prime and tell them what you have in your head... They are creative and they can take what you're telling them that's in your head, put it on paper or on the computer and make a design out of what's in your head. They can do that. And even from there, they can take what was in your head and put it on a t-shirt. They can put it on a magnet. They can put it on a ruler. They can put it on a bottle of glue. They can do that. So call or text them to find out how they can help you. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram, at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. As much as I was focused on watching WVU play and focusing on our guys... 
I couldn't help but notice all the interesting that was happening with Duquesne, that friendly Catholic university from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. First of all, their jerseys are not great. I'm, I don't know how fond I am of the new WVU jerseys. The back of the WVU shorts have a couple of gold stripes. It looks like <laughs> it looks like somebody, it looks like something, and I'm I'm saying this as a compliment, something you would see a uh a member of a marching band wear. And they so they took marching band pants and cut them into gym shorts. And that's what the back of the WVU jersey looks like. The, the shorts now for Duquesne uh, lots of I didn't like it that's that might be a me problem they also shortened the name like WVU has a a uniform where it's just the flying WV okay Duquesne they just shortened the word Duquesne and took the first three letters and put it on the front of their jersey so red jersey White letters, three letters, D-U-Q, which I'm going out of limb. I don't think anybody from Duquesne, not Duquesne, would see a jersey that says D-U-Q and know what's going on. What's worse is that the Q from a distance looks like the letter O. So then it's like, all right, well, this red team, they're obviously duo. But that's weird because I see five guys on the court. So it's not a duo. It's a quintet. (laughs) A little bit of math humor there. (laughs) Starting the season strong. So basically, bad jersey, bad bad shortening of a word, and the word looked like another word, which made less sense. Didn't like any of that. On the positive side of interesting, Oh my gosh. So one gentleman on this team, his name is Sincere Carrie. Carrie like holds something and Sincere like <laughs> honest. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he was good. He was good at basketball. He was doing a lot of dribbling and and passing to an open guy. Sincere carry. So in my mind, if the point guard is sincere carry, then the rest of the five, this is who should be starting for Duquesne. We've got sincere carry, real person. Trustworthy Jones at the two. Genuine Franks is playing swing man. Down low, we got reliable McNally and Frank Plank. That should be the starting five based on one name that's real, Sincere Carey. (laughs) Love that name, and I liked how he played. Also, another gentleman on this Duquesne squad, I'm staring at him, okay? He's a very tall guy. He has has braids in his hair. Um, It kind of looks like... Uh, uh, how would I describe this? Like the rows of, of braids 
were on both sides, like where the part would be at, like if I had hair, where the part would be at on both sides. That was braids connected at the end, okay? There's a professional that has that haircut that is, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, okay? This guy, I keep staring at him. He stands out, okay? The hair, um, his name was Steel. I don't know his first name. Not as great of a name as Sincere Carey. But I keep staring at this guy. Like, I feel like I know this guy from somewhere. And then I figured it out, okay? About eight years ago, I lost my mind, literally, I think, and did the the DVD workout program called Insanity. <laughs> did you do that? I did that. That was a time in my life. Uh, and this guy doesn't look like Sean T, but he looks like... In the easier DVDs, there's a guy in the back right that's tall and has braids. And the guy from Duquesne looked like <laughs> the guy from the back row of the Insanity DVD. Okay? So if you're familiar with Insanity, pop that DVD in. Uh, do an easy one. If you're doing a more difficult one or the longer workout, you're not going to find this guy. He's in, he's in the easier stuff. And that guy, is what I'm telling you, long story short, that guy on the Insanity tape somehow got clearance from the NCAA. You know, the rules are changing. Guys at some point and ladies here in the near future will be able to make money off their likeness. This guy's in early because he's made money off of Insanity. And then at least probably 10 years later, He's joined the Duquesne men's basketball team. <laughs> and that guy was balling. He was doing pretty good. Um, also, random fact, you know, Huggins has a bottle of water. Sometimes you'll see maybe uh, some crazy guy drinking a soda. That's a head coach. The Duquesne head coach was knocking back sweet tea <laughs> during the game. He had more than one sweet tea. Maybe that's refreshing. I'm not an iced tea guy, but it stands out. It's not your typical water or Gatorade or, you know, random soda. This guy's going sweet tea on everyone. I would expect sweet tea um, from, you know, University of Georgia, somewhere close to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what am I talking about? Anyways, a lot of interesting for me for the Duquesne dukes i think they're the dukes i don't know if their nickname was ever referenced tonight by the at&t sportsnet pittsburgh whatever that thing is that's not going to be doing games so much longer final thoughts coming up i'm excited to announce that permanti brothers is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Permanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Every day is game day at Permanti Brothers, serving up your favorite drink specials all day, every day. Download the Permanti Brothers app and score big all season long. Download the app, scan your receipt, and you'll start earning points with each dollar you spend towards free food and awesome deals. Permanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. 
Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Can't go away without giving you a commercial update. You know where I stand on commercials during the games that aren't on ESPN, the local commercials. There's a new batch of West Virginia Lottery commercials besides the goofy guys. It's okay. Doesn't really stand out. We've got West Virginia lawyers that kind of, I know their routine, not a big deal. Unfortunately, no sighting of the twin lawyers. That's one of my favorite lawyer commercials. But you know what? After seeing a new commercial tonight, move over twin lawyers. There's a new sheriff in town. And that sheriff in town is is another lawyer group. Uh, They're the good guys. And their name is Goodrich and Geist. Very catchy tune. Very catchy tune. So catchy, in fact, that... (laughs) The third go-around of this commercial during the broadcast, my wife had the remote and put the TV on mute. (laughs) And so by that standard, the the song for... For the Goodrich and Geist lawyer commercial is top notch. Because the way I look at it, if my wife is annoyed with your jingle, you're doing your jingle right. Okay? Because it's going to get stuck in your head. All right? Also, I don't know if it's Goodrich or Geist, but one of them has a mustache that rivals some of the best Kurt Russell mustaches. We've talked about mustaches. What haven't we talked about on Unreasonable Doubt? We being me. Uh, But we've talked about Kurt Russell mustaches. We've talked about the Mustache Hall of Fame. Either Goodrich or Geist is making an effort. And and he's one of the good guys. These lawyers are, are, are set up as the good guys. But one of these guys looks like Kurt Russell mustache in Tombstone. Okay? And I guess... Kurt Russell, Wyatt Earp in Tombstone was a good guy, right? He was the protagonist. Anyways, it's short. It's got a great jingle. It doesn't make me laugh. It made me laugh that my wife muted it (laughs) the last go round. But it's a very strong local commercial. We're not having an old guy in a a, uh, ballet costume waving. He's not the car fairy. You know, I don't have some random dude just walking around and saying, this truck is cheap. This truck is cheap. This truck has, I can get you, you know, way less than MSRP values. This one has a twin block. You know, that just, you know, I'm just, I'm sure that's a commercial, what I just said. Uh, But it's not, it's not memorable in any real way. Okay, kudos to the guys at Goodrich and Geist. They are good guys for me, and they make a good commercial. And I'm excited. The Akron game, the first game of the season, it's going to be on the AT&T Sports Network, Pittsburgh Network. And so, of course, I'm excited for the first game of the season. But I'm also really <laughs> I'm not watching AT&T Sports Pittsburgh outside of these games. 
So during the game, if I see that come up, I'm not walking away. I'm going to get this jingle in my head. Perhaps it's going to be played on this podcast at a later time. That's how much I enjoy it. I think you will as well. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, uh, Pandora, Radio Public, CastBox. Leave a review for this podcast if you listen on Apple Podcasts, won't you? Just take a few, just take a couple minutes for your friend Josh Witt and type in something. It can be something scathing. But put something as a review. When you do the scathing review, um, just because it, it doesn't really mean anything to you, uh, but it means something to me. So rate it five stars when you leave your review. And also, subscribe to the podcast. Do one of those three things. That would help me out. The next game counts. Friday versus Akron. The Zips. Home of LeBron James, even though LeBron James has no affiliation with the University of Akron. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we can get a better start to this season. We're already better in a game that doesn't count. So until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season. They're still 0-0. and